Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Are you struggling financially in PT school? Are you a PT student struggling to find scholarships? Not enough scholarships offered at your school. We have started the Gratitude Scholarship for PT students, no matter what year, no matter what school you guys can apply. We are raising $5,000. You can check out our GoFundMe link in the description and you can donate, apply, whatever, check it out. We are so excited to be giving this away in the summer of 2019 for our very first time. If you're enrolled in the summer of 2019, interested in applying for the scholarship, you can submit a video no longer than two minutes answering these two questions. What is your vision of physical therapy in the future? And what are you doing outside of the classroom as a PT student? If you answer these two questions and email us the video and submit it before May 1st, then you will be eligible for the scholarship. So check it out, guys. Definitely worth applying. It doesn't take long. We look forward to hearing all your submissions. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Gratitude, guys. Today we have Tristan on. Welcome, Tristan. What's up? What's up? I'm, I'm glad to be on here. <laughs> yeah, we're so glad to have you. We love having student physical therapists. Like, it's so cool to be able to just talk to everybody and hear everyone's different experiences. So first of all, tell us a little bit about what you have going on right now as an SPT, Tristan. Okay, so I, right now, I'm a health and fitness coach. And so I was always a fitness freak, health freak before coming into school. And I can go a little bit more into my story later, but I have health and fitness coaching. So I focus mostly on like just coaching women in person a little bit and online as well. I also am, also have a girlfriend, so that's, that's, that's a lot going on there as well. And the, the main thing for me right now is just focusing on school, focusing on building my brand, focusing on learning a little bit more about healthy coaching since that's what I want to do as a physical therapist. And then it's also just focusing on retaining my sanity while in school as well. So For sure. It's so much, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But you're doing an awesome job, like doing so many things outside of school as well. And how long have you been doing your health and fitness coaching? Like what got you into it? Um, I've been doing it now for a little bit over than a year. And what got me into it was I had an injury. And so this is like a typical, you know, pre-PT story. Everybody's heard it like 7,000 times, but we're going to hear it again. So I, had, I had, a, had a football injury where like my whole knee just got destroyed. And so from there, just long story short, I had a friend who helped pull me out of that without getting surgery. And he showed me ways to strengthen the structure around my knee without having to go to surgery, which I was like, man, that's really cool, you know? And this was after I went through physical therapy. So I was just like, wow, this is a great profession. And then I realized that people really aren't getting coaching after physical therapy. You know what I mean? So that's why I got into health and fitness coaching so that I can be able to make that connection once I graduate, taking people from dist what, what I call from injury to victory. So, 
So that's kind of how I got into health and fitness coaching because he was the one who perked up my interest to let me know that, you know, this, this is, this is way more than just lifting weights and stuff like that. But this is a mental thing. This is a well-being thing and stuff like that. So that's why I love it. It's a really good story too. And I like what you just said, injury to victory. Yeah. I, I really like that. So once you were going through, decided that you wanted to, you know, go down the PT track, what uh, undergrad college did you go to? I went to the University of Houston. I actually, actually just graduated like last year, really. So I'm just, I went, I went straight through. I wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but that's what your boy did. So yeah. That's awesome. And so did you, did you have an opportunity to like get shadowing hours during your last year or when did you start kind of getting all of your application stuff together? So I, I just crammed everything in while I was in school. And that's why I, I kind of say that like, you know, if, if I were to do it over again, I maybe would have taken a year off just to get everything in preparation. But I was pretty much like did it during the semester, you know, during the semester, really hitting it hard with the books and still doing the health and fitness coaching and stuff like that. I did it my, it was a little bit of the summer of junior year. And um, I think last, the, the last semester of, of junior year was when I really got my shadowing in. And it was an, an opportunity where like, I would really recommend people, just a side note in, in regards to shadowing, I'll really recommend people go to a lot of settings. That's, that's key, right? Go to a lot of settings because not only will it give you a nice overview of what the field of physical therapy can offer to people, but it can also let you know what it is that you want to get into as well. And so that's what I did. I just went to a whole bunch of different settings, just started throwing emails everywhere, whatever hit, hit, whatever did it, did it. And then I just went with that. Yeah, I would say uh, that is key because I did I did the same thing and just shadowed in a variety of settings. And I always tell that to people applying to PT school because you're going to go to the outpatient clinic and see, but just seeing other areas of the profession is so important, even in that early stage when you're like, oh, I don't know what I want to do, but just to have that experience. I know this is a side note, but school's really look for that too yeah that's like one one of the things person that the the advising committee that's what they told me that's one of the things that they told me really stood out with me is that is the is, is the variety so if there's anything that i could recommend is doing that and if you weren't able to get that in undergrad then i'll recommend trying to do that or trying to get a little bit more variety just personally for you even if you're in pt school you know during breaks like this and stuff like that. Yes, for sure. Love it. So now, you know, you, you're going through, you graduate, and you're accepted to PT school. Uh, what school are you currently at? I'm at Texas Women's University, the Houston campus. That's that's awesome. So what I was going to ask you to get a little more into, I know you said you like to incorporate like holistic health and mental well-being, spirituality, social well-being into your coaching. And how do you do that with your health and fitness clients you have? That's a good question. So this originally started off first. It's just me wanting to help people just get stronger. Like I was just focusing on helping people just you know, lose, lose weight and put on muscle. And it just kept developing because when you get in contact with people, and this is going to be especially in the field of physical therapy, you're going to come across people who are having issues in other parts of their lives that will contribute to the results that they achieve in health and fitness coaching or in physical therapy whenever we get there. And so I was just like, okay, people are constantly coming to me with issues that are in regards to not only nutrition, but also their social well-being, their their emotional well-being, their mental headspace. And so now I've started to develop a program to where 
it doesn't only just cover, you know, the, the health and fitness. It also covers the mental well-being. It also covers how are you doing in general and pretty much stuff like that because I realized that it did play into the results that they were getting. It did play into how effective their workouts were, how effective they were. And so now once I incorporated that, they even they got even better results even though they weren't maybe, you know, doing as best with their health and fitness. And so I just feel like that's something that is going to be way more monumental as we progress further because it's going to be something that people will notice. Yeah. And for physical therapy as well, that's something that people are doing now. So like incorporating, going, you know, talking about, I don't know, if they do have any mental health stuff going on, who do you refer to? Or like, what do you do about that? I think that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so take us through like, what is a week of training with you? Like, like, what do you do? Say it's just, you can make up a pseudo client. But like, what would you do with them first and foremost? Okay. Okay. So let's say that we have a client named like Daisy, right? And she comes in, right? And the first thing that we'll do, and this is, this is for online, right? So the first thing that we'll do is we'll just jump on a call. Okay. And starting out, I usually call it Kickstarter game planning call, right? Where we just literally just sit down and talk about what's going on. I'm just like, Daisy. Daisy, tell me what's going on, okay? And that's the first thing that we get out of the way so that I know that she's okay for the rest of the call, right? And so and after that, then we start hitting the nutrition. I'm like, Daisy, what are you eating right now? What, it is, what is it that you're eating right now that's keeping you where you are that you don't want to be at? And then we just run down what she's been eating so that we can be able to dictate what we can switch that she'll actually enjoy. Then after that, then we hit, and it's something that I've just started implementing, then we hit daily journaling, okay? And it's something that I recommend as a physical therapist student, which I'm sure that we'll get into, is journaling your thoughts down of frustration towards your professors, frustration towards Cadaver Lab, frustration towards anything that you got going on. And I just pretty much tell, I would, I would tell Daisy to just write down positive affirmations to herself after doing that. And I'll be covering her like mental well-being and stuff like that. Um, then we just keep running down. We, we, we run down how, how the workouts would be, what she enjoys, you know, how to get in more steps in the day, et cetera, et cetera. And then every day I'll be checking up on her. I'll be like, Daisy, what's going on? How, how are you doing? Right? <laughs> Obviously not this dramatic, but somewhat. What's, what's going on? You know, how are you doing in your journey? Just randomly checking up just to see how you're doing. And usually she'll let me know whether, you know, whether she's been going through something, right? And that's what a, a, a lot of people go, a, a lot of people go through stuff, you know what I mean? And then after that, we'll, we'll either chat through it, we'll schedule a call for it, or just whatever. So pretty much on a, a daily basis, we would just be checking up and I'll be just trying to help her stay on track about what, what we talked about um, in that game planning call. Then after that, at the end of the week, then we just do a review to see how, how she did, stuff like that, what things we can change. But pretty much that is the stereotypical, you know, week that my clients go through online. And I really try to make it the best experience ever. You know, even though I'm in physical therapy school, they're like, hey, Kristen, you know, how are you doing with finals? You know, 
did you get smacked by any exams or anything like that? I'll be like, yeah, I got smacked by one exam. So, <laughs> so this week has been a little bit rough. And we just conversate like that. So I, I, I like to make them like my best friend. And that's something that I really want to implement, especially once I become a physical therapist. So That is incredible. And I love how you incorporate all of those aspects because we know, you know, people go through things, whether that be a hardship that they're going through currently, that's kind of impairing their exercise or what they want to do. And so that's, that's really great that you, you know, you conversate with them and you incorporate those things that they like and what their struggles are. And like you said, touching into nutrition too. And I feel like that's something um, that, you know, PT students and physical therapists, like we need more of that Mm -hmm. for our patients. Don't don't let me go into a rabbit hole there. I (laughs) I feel like, I feel like that's such a big component of a patient's overall well-being, um, especially because of the fact that I saw a lot of patients who were dealing with weight issues and stuff like that that contributed to their conditions. And they had a lot of comorbidities along with the pain that they were experiencing that contributed to, to their pain. So if you're listening to this as an SPT or a pre-PT, I really recommend getting a little bit more into that health coaching aspect to overall, to make the person overall better. Once once they leave you, they're just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I just literally want to be there forever. I mean, they shouldn't, right? But I literally just want to be there forever, so. Yeah, and it's so important how you make people feel because that's how they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care. I mean, of course, progress is important, but depending on how you make them feel, that's going to help them progress anyway, like no matter what you do after that. Um, so do you go over like stress management for yourself and for your clients, especially cause you are a PT student? Like how do you handle that? Yeah. So <laughs> a whole lot of systems implemented to help with my stress management. Not only do I talk to my clients about that and it, and it goes into the daily journaling. I also have some of my clients do weekly rewards for themselves, like go shopping, go to the beach just stay in and watch a movie because a lot of people don't actually do that for themselves. They're so concentrated on everybody else and getting things done that they don't focus on themselves. And so one thing that I've done with stress management in physical therapy school, especially with all that I'm doing, is scheduling 40, 30 to 45 minutes of me time, okay? And me, I love uh, a little bit of anime. I love watching wrestling a, a little bit. I love Marvel stuff, so I'm really big Marvel nerd, so I watch a lot of Marvel stuff. Like, as soon as I come back from classes, I am hitting YouTube hard, okay? That's like, I'm hitting YouTube as hard as I'm hitting the books, and that's key, right? Is that having that me time, because a lot of people in school don't have that me time, you know? I hope that you guys have me time as well, you know? But another thing that I that I do is, at the end of the week, I schedule, I literally block off time after, I think it's 6 p.m., on Fridays and Saturdays. Complete just block off time. That's me and my girlfriend time, right? That's 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 it, you know? No matter how much studying I, I got done, that's it. That's how I manage my stress. And it actually helps me get more done because I know that I have something to, to look forward to and I wanna be able to just be there and be present with her and whatever weird movie we're watching and stuff like that so that we can be able to have the best time, right? And so that's like the biggest thing is number one, scheduling out time for yourself, scheduling out time to just be you. On the weekend, scheduling out time for yourself as well, not studying you know, anatomy and stuff like that. Another thing, bonus tip in there, is a morning routine where you can either just 
either pray. I'm a believer, so I pray in the morning. That's something that I really do that brings peace to my day. And I just have a little bit of meditation on God's word so that I can be able to just chill, relax, and remember who's, who's I am as opposed to, you know, a PT student that just gets smacked around by classes. So that's like what I'm big on is having a morning routine, scheduling out time for myself and definitely scheduling out time on the weekends. Yeah, that's huge. Especially, you know, as a student, we don't dedicate time for ourselves. And that's something I know that I've learned, I guess, more now in my second semester, I really devoted more time to just chill and do stuff that I enjoy, whether that be just 30 minutes of not looking at school and just focusing on what I like, you know, that will be a stress reliever as much as you think it won't. But yeah, you need that to keep your sanity throughout school, especially with the amount of uh, workload we have. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of students, like I've had a lot of classmates and, you know, PT students message me on different social media platforms. Like, how do you find that student life balance? Like that is one of the biggest questions that we get a lot because, they think, oh, you're in PT school, you must not have a life. And that's so unfortunate, so unfortunate to have that stereotype. One other thing is you gotta have a life in PT school. You you have to, you you have to like be deliberate with that or else you will literally run yourself mad. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, yeah, please, please do stuff for yourself. Uh, For sure. So when it comes to, you know, scheduling, I know you have clients, but when do you find time to exercise and kind of have also have that time to yourself during school? Yeah, that's a great question. So how my schedule usually goes is I do my morning routine, right? I go to class, 8 a.m., whatever. After class, which is approximately around 5, I go straight to the gym and, you know, coach. And then I schedule that time in after coming back from the gym. And I make it simultaneous with my eating because – I really feel like we should eat and enjoy something, enjoy watching something, not eat and study. You know what I mean? I, would, <laughs> I just, that's just, I'm so big on that. Like I'll go up, you know, whip up some rice and chicken because I love rice and chicken. And I'll just turn on YouTube and just like chill and not even think about studying. And in terms of working out, it was tough. You know, obviously I, I you know, I, I put on, I put on a bit of weight. Okay. I put, I put on just a little bit of weight. Right. But in, in regards to that, I just try to do, at least three to four times a week. And I have my workout plan and I have how much time I'm going to allocate to working out. If I don't get the workouts done in that time, so be it. I'm leaving the gym, right? And I I feel like that's a big deal because we tend to not work out because we don't know what to do. And we also don't know how much time we'll actually be spending in the gym. So if you know what to do and you know that it's going to be done within that time frame, then you're going to be able to work out because then you know that you can just spend 30 to 45 minutes getting a workout in that's going to, in fact, enhance your brain activity to make your studying more efficient. And so that's why I would definitely recommend working out. It's such a must for stress management and for enhanced brain activity. So that's how, that's how I do it. It's just that schedule. I'm always going to say schedule. I love scheduling things. So I think, I think that that's a massive deal and a massive key to me being able to have success in the midst of doing all these other things. Yeah, are there any specific like scheduling apps or different methods that you use that you found worked really well uh, for you during PT school? Good question. So I'm a big iPhone guy, so I use the calendar app. I just use the regular calendar app. 
and I used the to do, the, excuse me, the reminders app. So I use the reminders app and the calendar app together so that I schedule, like, let's say I'll schedule an assignment that has to be done in my reminders app. And then from there, I'll also schedule the studying that I, I need to do in my reminders app for the week so that I have goals for the week in terms of what I need to get done in terms of studying. And then from there, the night before, I'll spend some time planning the next day based off of what's been placed in my to-do list. And so I just have everything laid out in my calendar so that I'm able to see the things that I need to get done, you know, what I, what I need to do, what I'll be watching that day in terms of YouTube, whether it's Marvel or whatever, so that I don't even have to think about it, I just do it. I love using that calendar app. Yeah, so planning your day like the night before, is that kind of what you've been doing? Yes, that is a, that is a hashtag major key. <laughs> Same. Yes. Life changing. Plan your day the night before, man. People need to really not let life just happen to them and yeah. actually figure out what your goals are, what you're going to do the next day to get there. Exactly. Or else you just keep getting smacked around. You know what I mean? So that's kind of just going off experience. Yeah, I love that one. And I love, I think that's super important to find something that works for you holistically during PT school. Like you said, stress management, first of all, <laughs> take yep. time for yourself. <laughs> PT school is, you know, it takes up so much time, but you've got to make time for yourself. Yep. And then also scheduling the next day, like what you're going to do, super important and exercise. I wrote an article on this. It hasn't been released yet. But staying fit or getting fit during PT school, I think so many people overlook that. They think, I just need to study. I'm never going to do anything else but study. And that drives me crazy when people say that. Same. Because you're in school and you're going to have to tell your patients, if you want them to do their exercises, then you have to dedicate that time to learn and you know explore different movements and what your body can do. And I think that's so important as students too, because... I think that's one big thing that I'm going to do more and it's a goal of mine, but just to try new movements and there's so much out there. Like you can see different exercises and different progressions. And so that's one thing, you know, as I work out, just to like keep in the back of my head so I can implement these in the clinic when I do start treating patients. Yeah. And, and Sarah, we have to see that article. That yeah, it's not out yet, you guys. I'm still editing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see it. But yeah, I love how, how you said, Gabby, about practicing what you preach. I know, I know, and I know so much from people who have gone through physical therapy, personally, that, that are my clients, they tell me that they really do look at the physical therapist and see whether they themselves are fit, whether they practice what they preach. Because that's something that gives them motivation to enhance their own lifestyle. So that's something that I'm just putting out there to people, SPTs, pre-PTs, it's time, it's, it's, it's time to get your swole on, okay? It's time, it's time to start working out. It's time to start getting, enhancing your health so that you can really impact your patient to the, to, the, to the fullest extent. What advice would you have besides that? That's great advice for current or aspiring student physical therapists. So first thing is to learn about yourself. And that's something that you may not hear a lot, but learn about yourself. And what I mean by that is learn whether it is that you want to actually do this. Um, and because this stuff is tough, you know, like needless to say, um, this, this is a, a tough d degree. It's a tough path. And so I would spend time going around, especially if you're pre-PT, going around and experiencing different clinics to make sure that you at least have one or two settings that you could see yourself being in in the future, that you can see yourself 
enduring cadaver lab so that you can be able to come out on the other side as a physical therapist. So like whether that's going on YouTube videos and just kind, kind of seeing different careers and stuff like that. So that you can narrow down everything else. Like, okay, I know this is what I, what I want to do and fully pursue this. Another thing is to start getting habits or start establishing habits that allow you to focus on yourself and focus on your well-being. Because if you don't have those habits before school, in the midst of you doing you know, undergrad and working or whatever it is that you're doing, you're definitely not going to have those habits whenever you're in school. So start implementing a system to be able to help you optimize your mental well-being, your physical well-being, and stuff like that. Because me, I almost got smacked around in school starting out because I wasn't doing those things. Another thing that, that I would recommend is trying to find an adequate support system whenever you're in school. Because people who I feel like didn't do as well in our program in the first semester didn't have a support system, didn't have a group of people around them to be able to help lift them up whenever they were down. Because there's gonna be some times where there were a lot of tears being shed within my program. And I know that it's gonna be a common thing of people who are in grad school, you know? And I don't, I don't, I hate seeing stuff like that. And so I would really recommend that as soon as you get in school, start trying to find that support system so that you have a group of people or even a few people who can be able to help you, who can be able to study with you, who can be able to pull all-nighters with you if you feel like you are, are cramming, which you should not be doing, okay? So. <laughs> Do not cram. <laughs> but yeah, those are, those are, the main tips that I would really recommend. And I feel like the student who does that will be able to not only be successful, but will also be able to flourish while in PT school. And have a life. <laughs> and have a life. And, and, and one more thing, I can't remember if I threw this in there, but have a schedule, okay? I know I say this like 35,000 times, have a schedule, because when you have a schedule, you know where your time is going, you know what you need to do next, your mind is not concentrated on, what do I need to study? What do I have coming up, et cetera, et cetera. And that takes away, that literally takes away from your brain power to be able to allocate towards your actual studies. Our, our brain isn't actually made to just have a lot of things up there and it impedes our creative potential and our potential to, to focus on studying and focus on learning. And so you gotta have a schedule. That's, you gotta, you gotta have a schedule, please. please. That's, That's one thing. <laughs> if we can have whoever is listening to this episode Make a schedule for yourself right after this yes. if you don't already have one. Yeah, because also, I mean, incorporating your health into there. So if you don't have a schedule, you're going to be more stressed out. And then then you're going to pull those all-nighters and be cramming because you're like, oh, crap, I forgot what I was supposed to study the next day. <laughs> and then your health just plummets. And what are you without your health? Like, especially in PT school. Like, that's so important and vital. Yes, yes. And... Just a side note, you can get through PT school without pulling all-nighters. I had to pull one just because, you know, even though I, I did have my schedule, I just, I just was being lazy with one class. And you, you may have to pull one, but please, please just prevent it at all costs. <laughs> get adequate sleep. I think that's so important that some grad students don't realize, like, they can just thrive off of three to four hours of sleep and then be okay the next day, whereas you can't really do that in school, especially when you're learning all of this material. You have to, like, let that sink in, and you're going to have to learn it, but it's not going to happen when you're running on a few hours of sleep and not cognitively 
you know, getting all that information. Yeah, that's, Gabby, you're out, you're out here speaking in facts. You, you speak in facts. <laughs> I love sleep. I just can't go. <laughs> I just, <laughs> anybody who knows me, they're like, Gabby, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? And in school, I would say seven and a half to eight. That's kind of been my new normal. But if I'm not in school, it's like nine. So everybody's impressed. They're like, wow, I'm only getting five to six. I'm like, well, you can get more. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sleep, sleep. That's, yeah, that's another tip. Sleep. Please sleep. Don't be like me. First, I was sleeping like three, four hours, and I literally fell asleep in front of my teacher, my professor, uh, <laughs> called me out, and I was still like gone. Everybody turned around, and they <laughs> and I woke up, and I just saw a whole bunch of eyes towards t- Toward, turned towards me and my professor was just looking at me with with like a uh, a disappointed mom's face and so I really recommend getting sleep so that you can avoid being in that same position I got caught falling asleep like four times so please get sleep yes it's so it happens people fall asleep in class it's so funny to the people who are not asleep in class like you don't want to be that person just yeah. in the back of the room with your head down and because first of all it's, I mean, it's entertaining to the rest of us, but it's, it can be so embarrassing for you. <laughs> um, and for everyone listening, I'm sure there's some people out there who are like, yeah, I was pretty much asleep with my eyes open in class and no one noticed, but then I'm sure there are other people who are like, yeah, I was way out, head down and all. <laughs> what year are you right now, Tristan? First. Yeah, we're all first hey, years. We're all first years. <laughs> nice, yeah, so like in your experience, have you had a lot of classmates or yourself with like weight gain or weight loss in PT school? Yeah, yeah. So good question. Me personally, I put on 10 more pounds <laughs> in PT school. It wasn't as noticeable because I have muscle. And then I also had classmates who lost weight though. Weight loss is something where it's not always a good thing. And with <laughs> excessive amounts of stress, you're going to find yourself losing weight. And so that's something where I gained weight, but everybody else lost weight. Yeah. What about you, Gabby? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've seen more probably people losing weight than gaining weight. I really haven't seen, you know, any noticeable differences of people gaining weight. But like you said, it's really the stress that, you know, you kind of forget to eat lunch. I know this happened to me once or twice. It didn't happen as much, but I realized, you know, if I had a class and then lunch and then another class, I only get an hour break. And if I scheduled a meeting during my lunch, or if I went to go see a professor to talk about an assignment, I would not be able to eat or it would be five minutes before class. I'm like, I'm not going to bring my whole lunch in. So I would have to bring a little snack. And then after the class was over at two o'clock, three o'clock, I would eat my lunch. And so don't do that. But I, um, I learned my lesson. So if anything, I know I probably lost some weight, not really much of a weight gain. And, and then also one, one thing that I want to say is just like, kind of be aware of, of what, of who and what you are in regards to a stress eater, which is what I am. I eat a lot of cereal, cinnamon toast crunch. I'll just eat for literally, I'll eat, I'll just keep eating until my stress goes away. And so that's how I gain weight. But other people may be people who don't eat whenever they stress. So just know who you are so you can be able to properly cope with that. So that's something I'll I'll throw out there. Yeah, a lot of people don't even realize when they're stress eating or stress just not eating, like they just lose their appetite because they're so stressed. They're thinking about other things and they don't even get hungry. And I think that is a bigger problem in PT school. Like I've seen more people 
lose weight and not necessarily in a good way. Like they are not trying to lose weight. They're just stressed and not eating and taking care of themselves, which, you know, comes into the mental health aspect and like all of that. Um, if you take time for yourself, not as stressed, less likely to stop eating or eat too much. But yeah, I've found like even with myself, I've lost weight unintentionally over the last couple months. And I've seen classmates do the same. Yeah, that's my rant. I'll stop it there because I will go on this rant forever. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's important that we addressed it, though, because I feel like that's one thing, another topic uh, that it's not really talked about in school, just because we don't, and a lot of us don't really talk about like our weight or, you know, our journey through, um, especially going from undergrad to grad school. And I think just the whole aspect of it is important to address, especially as future healthcare providers too, going through our own, you know, fluctuations and weight and addressing that head on and not just kind of hiding it from people. And, and I remember one of my professors told me this because she, she saw me sleeping three hours and she saw me falling asleep in class sadly. Um, but she, she told me that when you're in physical therapy school, it's a blessing to be able to see and develop new habits that will follow you for the rest of your life. Because the reality of it is that you're going to, you know, most people want families and most people want to do other things outside of school. And this, this period of your life where, where we're this busy, we may not be like this stressed because of we have to do things that are under an actual program. But whenever real life comes, which is what she told me, you're going to have kids, you know, you're going to have a spouse, you're going to have things that you're going to want to do, maybe a side hustle with and along with work and stuff will happen. And so PT school gives you a great opportunity to deal with stress and learn the best way to cope with these things and establish good habits and work out and stuff like that so that you can be able to, not only be able to prosper and flourish here, but you can also be able to prosper and flourish outside of school whenever you have a lot of things going on too. So that's something that like I I really remember from what she told me. I love that. And I think a lot of PT students and professors and people forget about the things outside of school and about how school is kind of like a basis for creating these routines and other things in your life to handle stress and handle what life throws at you in a different way mm-hmm. compared to undergrad. One other thing that I just wanted to to throw out there is, and, and this is kind of going off of what what you've been talking about, Sarah, is please, please focus on your mental well-being during school. And I know that we've said it so many times, but it's, it's so under, it's so, I feel like it's just so understated within people in grad school and please just develop a schedule, please schedule some Netflix time for yourself. And another major thing, another major key to why I've been able to handle all the things that I've been able to handle in school with online and in-person coaching is starting off the right way. That is such a big deal. If you start off behind and you start off in a way where you're kind of playing catch up in regards to studying and doing assignments and stuff like that, you're going to find that you're going to be struggling to maintain your mental well-being because you're always playing catch up. You're always trying to take just just put out the next fire as opposed to being proactive. So before even going in school or if you just learned this before going into the next semester, please focus on not only your mental well-being, but focus on trying to start off with a bang. Get an A on that first exam. Get a high grade on that first exam. 
hit it hard whenever you have the most energy so that whenever it's towards the end, you can kind of just, just coast through, right? And this is also, also an analogy for life that those who get started early and those who get started, you know, who, who hit the ground running early usually are those who have success in the long term. So please, even before you get into school, find a mentor, which is what I did. I was freaking, I just kept asking this guy questions. Like I, he was like, my goodness, like you might as well just be in PT school at this point. But <laughs> I was just hammering him with questions so that I can be able to get a good gauge on where I should be in terms of my mental space and in terms of the work ethic that I would have to implement as soon as I got in school. And so that's what helped me is that I started off well so that I could be able to just kind of coast through whenever finals came and whenever those midterms came, came and came and smacked all of us. (laughs) I know both of our midterm weeks. That was fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you set yourself up for success, that first, those first few exams, Mm -hmm. then like you said, Think about in the long, you know, in the long term, in the future, when you get to midterms, especially finals, because if you do well on those areas, then you have some wiggle room to focus on a class that maybe you're not doing as well. And you can put more emphasis on that rather than a class that you've gotten, you know, high test grades. So, um, yeah, I think that's key. And I love what you said about finding a mentor, because that has been one of the biggest aspects of my life, I know, well, pretty much these last few months that I started PT school and without the few mentors that I have, and I have, I would say I have a lot, like I have a lot of people, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, they just really helped me through the times that I struggled and was having self-doubt, came back to that mental health. So um, once I, once they kind of said, all right, Gabby, get your, get your shit together, pretty much. That's what they said. I'm like, all right, I can do this. And then my mindset completely changed and I ended well. So yeah. Major key. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Tristan. We greatly appreciate it. This was yes. so talking to you. This was so fun. Like I want to get to know you more, Tristan, because you you are amazing. That's just like, I was just telling Sarah right before you got out, I was, I'm really pumped up right now. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity, especially, you know, as a student physical therapist. I love what you guys are doing with this gratitude podcast. Please keep it up. You're going to be inspiring a lot of pre-PTs and, 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 and SPTs, including people like me. So it's definitely been a blessing to be on this podcast. I hope that it helps the, the listeners to be able to focus on conquering either their first semester or the next semester so that they can be able to live a flourishing life while in physical therapy school. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.